If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction, visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well-qualified buyers can get 0.9% APR on the 2018 Honda Pilot, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Yahoo! You've just entered car buying bliss. Visit your Central Illinois Honda dealers today. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded matures from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is your good friend, the very esteemed and well-traveled Clarence Copernicus Cloverleaf. Welcoming you to another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. Hosted by the host with the most, Jimmy Falcon. You can always feel free to call in at 602-753-1883 to ask a question to the host or any of his well-established guests. Just please remember when calling in to be on your best behavior. This is a G-rated show, you know. Hey, that was a wicked rhyme. Anywho, just be sure to be kind and courteous. Now, on to the main event. All righty, we're back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. I am the host of the most, Jimmy Falcon. I just unplugged my computer. Oh, my goodness. Harry, I saw you on the line. Please give me just a moment. You know, I, I have a problem with technology. Since I, since I have a moment here to, to ramble and, and apologize to Harry while he's hopefully hanging on the phone. My luck with technology has not been great. My phone is messing up on me. I can't three-way dial anymore. I can't text. Uh, my computer battery has 0% storage capabilities, so if I just slightly unplug my laptop, the whole thing shuts down. Uh, it's one to update 10 million times, and you know, I could go into the truck scenario, but that's just something else. Um, you know, for everybody who's, who's joining us today, uh, as soon as my laptop gets going, I will be welcoming the great actor, director, producer, animator, so much more, Harry Chaskin. He has done so much, including uh, Robot Chicken, WWE Slam City, um, the Grand Slams for Denny's, which uh, I enjoy. Denny's, the Grand Slams, and the Grand Slams TV show. It's, it gets into a whole different thing with pancakes and sausage. But, uh, Hellboy the Troll Witch. And so much more. The computer is firing up right now. Ian, welcome. It's about time. I am running a show. See if, see if I was on like some kind of terrestrial FM radio uh, up in New York City, I would have lost like 15 sponsors right now. That's that's the unfortunate part of working with dumb technology and not having an assistant. Like if I had a, a good desktop computer and I had some pretty assistant sitting there who could just let on my guests. That would uh, it'd be pretty sweet. I uh, we also have some great shows coming up. There we go. We are getting there. My apologies to everyone, including our special guest, who, like I said, is hopefully still very nice and kind and waiting on the line because it's just going to be just another moment. I have been going through springs of bad luck, and I'm just ready for it to end. I try to be a happy and cool guy, but. The bad luck is getting me down, guys. Come on, laptop. I don't have all day. It's already been four minutes, literally four minutes since I started. I don't have all day for this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man, well, now that my uh, desktop's up for a second, I can say, uh, 
We're back uh, August 30th with rap artist and internet celebrity Tony Mouse, a.k.a. T-Baby. It's so cold in the D. Internet sensation, 9 million views on her YouTube video. And then we got uh, Victory Born Cosplay, September 8th, before Dark History Con. Oh, my goodness, here we go. My tabs have come springing back up on me. And I just got to find blog talk. Yes, I would like to restore the session. Little teddy bear holding the box. Oh, my goodness. Yep, this is, uh, this is, oh, my goodness. I have 8 million pop, pop-ups are popping up that stuff I didn't even have open. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come on, computer. There we go, studio. Come on, loading, loading, loading. We're still loading. No callers. All right, well, I, uh, yeah. My apologize. My apologize. My apologies. See, I'm just out of it. My dogs are barking. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, maybe it's on the line. Hold on. I still, oh, my goodness. Why is it staying seven minutes until episode? But we're on air. I'm refreshing the studio. This is irritating me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We're having trouble finding the site. Are you kidding me? That's not even a teddy bear. I don't know what that animal's supposed to be. Dinosaur? Come on. Oh, my goodness. Why am I am so sorry? I'm having such a hard time. If this show was not G-rated, I, I promise you guys, R-rated Rapture coming soon. Leave the kids in bed. It's going to get crazy. I'm going to go off on laptops. I'm going to go off on Internet. I'm going to go off on dogs. It's saying server not found. Are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. My internet's saying full bars, nothing's working. This is where the wrestling manager, the wrestling personality comes out of me because I'm going to take this laptop and I'm going to throw it off the top of the tallest building with the highest peak in the biggest city in the world, and I'm going to just jump down on it and crush into a million pieces. My internet's not working. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> The Hulk is coming out. The anger. The anger sharks are swimming around in me. Come on, laptop. I don't have... uh, I've never been someone who can cope with stress easily. And this is really stressing me out. Like, I've had so much bad luck with everything lately. I just need a freaking break. This is the show that never happened, but it goes on and on and on and on and on. Welcome to Cloverleaf Radio. I'm the host of most Jimmy Falcon having a middle breakdown. Tune in next as weatherman Jay Johnston runs down your top city weathers, including Tampa Bay, uh, Fresno. Uh, we got um, Bumblestick, Kentucky. And uh, quite a few more things. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. My my internet is showing full bars, but it's not pulling up anything. <laughs> Airplane mode. There go my dogs again. Welcome to the most unprofessional professional interview you've ever heard. Host of the most Jimmy Falcon here. Middle breakdown. Dogs barking. Computer technology going awry. Attitude in the crapper. 
please work. Just please get me there. I mean, I've never had, I, in 10 years, 10 years of having this show, I've never once had this much problems. Okay, I'm finally back to the studio, getting to the studio. Never. First time. This is, this is something to tell the grandkids about. And he's still holding. Holy cow. This guy deserves an, an Emmy Award. Nine minutes, five seconds. I am so sorry, Harry. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I hope I entertained you while I was having my mini mental breakdown there because I was. Ooh, I'm great. How are you? I was. I was, uh, I, I was trying to chime in and uh, <laughs> help bail you out a little bit, but uh, I don't know how well, all this technology um, works. Uh, well, the studio's all on one browser, so uh, it, it was saying that the that the, the the website was not working or something, and. Uh, you have to get on the website to click over from hold to, to letting the person on air. It's just a big jumble. But how are things with you? Good, good. That was impressive. That could have gone like uh, Peter Finch from Network real quick, but uh, you kept it going. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing fine, thanks. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's uh, it's a little warm here in the Midwest, but. You know, it's either warm or cold, I guess, being here my whole life. I'm pretty much used to the random occurrences of weather. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, been toasty here in sunny Los Angeles as well, though the heat wave just broke, so I'm hoping for some rain or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, everyone I – well, most of the people I've talked to recently around California are always going the – you know, talking about the wildfires. And the lack of water you guys have is, is just amazing. The fire-to-water ratio is not good in California. <laughs> I've never heard it quite put that way, fire-to-water ratio, but that's uh, that's absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess to, to get into uh, things besides me ranting and talking about the, the weather, uh, I did want to start, I guess, kind of start, recent and go backward in your career i wanted to ask you about um two certain characters to start um portraying hellboy and someone completely different uh (laughs) the great sausage in the grand slam (laughs) wow you've done your uh you've done your due diligence uh talking about the uh the voice acting i assume uh so yeah you know hellboy and sausage from uh, Danny's classic dynamic duo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hell, Hellboy was a dream come true. Did that little uh, animated project through a friend of a friend that had reached out to me and uh, honestly was looking for a, for a budget Hellboy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, honestly, Hellboy as a voice, uh, I mean, you can probably hear as I'm speaking now, sits closer to my... Uh, my natural resident uh, resonance than uh, than a sausage and a fedora does, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. I've always been a big fan of uh, Hellboy, both the Mignola comic as well as the uh, Guillermo del Toro films and Ron Perlman in general. So you know, it was it was fun to take that character and take those influences and kind of put my own spin on it for that little uh, five minute short. Um, as far as Sausage goes, he's on the total other end of the spectrum. You know, Hellboy's down here, and Sausage is up here. But uh, <laughs> still still the same voice somewhere in there. 
I'm trying to think. I must have been, jeez, uh, 2016. I opened uh, the Denny's in town. I started the dishwasher when we opened. I'm not going to act like I'm a, I'm a big franchiser here. Uh, yeah, I got 16 Denny's under my belt. But uh, <laughs> anywho, when I, I found out about the Grand Slams, I'm like, I just love this. I don't know what it is that it can appeal to 30-year-old me and, and a kid as well. And uh, I've been going in there now. They got the little figures on the cups, and I'm I'm getting the little figures and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm a big kid myself. And I go, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to do the old search of the IMDb and see if any of these great actors would like to grace me with their presence. And I found you good, sir. <laughs> so that's, uh, I was going to ask how you tracked me down. So it was through, uh, through Denny's, the Grand Slams, huh? It started with Sausage uh, <laughs> and it ended with Hellboy by Harry Chaskin. <laughs> started with Sausage, you know, out, out of the frying pan into the fire. Um, there you go. That's even better. Yeah, that can be my uh, my posthumous autobiography. Um, but yeah, no, Denny's was a lot of fun. It was. It's it's funny. The you know sim- similarly, the spots were uh, were a lot of fun. They appealed to me as an adult, but also to the to the kid in me. And uh, I don't know. They're kind of just the gift that keeps on giving. We did the first round. Uh, I guess in 20, it's all blurry now, 2014 or 2015, and I thought it was going to be kind of one and done, and now it seems like every year we get the call and uh, and get to do some more. And, uh, you know, Denny's has just been great in terms of being willing to play and letting, uh, coming up with crazy ideas and letting us run with them. Well, I think they're definitely a great company, and as far as marketing, that's uh... – that's genius, just just making a show with the anamorphic uh, pancake and a sausage and a bacon and an egg, and you got the talking coffee cup and everything. It's just, it's great. It's no, probably a creation a... of an acid trip, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't know uh, exactly how it originated. The funny thing is, uh, Pancake and I have known each other since uh, since our college days, so. Uh... It's uh, it, it's fun to be able to do that together. Yeah, yeah, Pancake. He he must he's on a lot more of their merchandise, so he didn't answer my email. So maybe there's a Pancake Sausage War I don't know about, but uh, <laughs> I do appreciate you uh, you joining me, and I uh, you know moving no, on absolutely. from sausage I'll, uh, and. I'll, I'll... Go ahead. I was gonna say I'll get on uh, I'll get on Pancake's case about that, <laughs> and uh, and maybe maybe the war can continue, but uh, yeah I'm sorry you were saying. Oh no you're fine. Um, you know as far as moving from uh, demon and sausage I did want to ask you also about working on uh, a couple of neat shows, one that's a little more known mm-hmm. than the other but Robot Chicken and uh, WWE Slam City because I've always been a big wrestling fan. And I think having kind of like a revival of the the rock and wrestling in the 80s with, uh, you know, a cartoon and wrestling was, was really cool. So what was those experiences like? <laughs> those were great. I, uh, you know, I'm not uh, <clears throat> not sure how much background you have. Uh, I was on, on those shows as a director rather than a voice actor, which is <clears throat> honestly primarily what I do. The voice acting is, is fun, but kind of a... A side thing, um, 
But WWE uh, Slam, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Slam City was great. You know, uh, that was produced by uh, Stupid Buddy Studios, which is the same company that does uh, Robot Chicken, Supermansion on Crackle, uh, as well as the Denny's Spots. I do a lot of work with them. And I remember they had approached me and said, hey, we've got this project with WWE. It's in conjunction with a toy line that Mattel is producing. And it's basically these fun little three-minute stop-motion animated shorts involving all the character, all the wrestlers in the WWE universe getting uh, normal mundane jobs, being auto mechanics and cafeteria workers and, you know... <clears throat> And the idea sounded really fun to me, uh, just to take something larger than life and kind of operatic and juxtapose it with the mundane. And it was a lot of fun. You know, we did, I think, uh, 26 episodes all in stop motion animation, which takes quite a bit of time to uh, create. And, And it was especially fun for me. I that was really, and I don't know if it's uh, sacrilege to say on uh, on this show, that was my first introduction to wrestling. Uh, I had never, you know, besides wow. having a peripheral knowledge of some of the heavy hitters like uh, Hulk Hogan in the 80s, uh, I, I didn't know that much about it. And so that was a cool experience to just get kind of thrown headfirst into this world. We had our first meeting at the... Uh, at SummerSlam uh, in the Staples Center here in L.A., and I was suddenly just kind of in the middle of it, and within the period of uh, about a month as the scripts were being written and we were starting to figure out how we were going to create all of this, suddenly I knew everybody's name, costumes, signature moves, catchphrases, and, uh, yeah, it was just a ton of fun to absorb all of that and then get to uh, do something with it in stop-motion animation. You know, another uh, that made, that kind of made a whole other question is I did want to bring up stop motion. How much has it changed sure. since the days of Gumby and Mr. Bill? Is it still the same tediousness? Is there any more you know usefulness for computer workings or? That's a great question. Um, in terms of the actual technique of stop motion animation, it's pretty much the same, and that's part of what. I love about it. At the end of the day, it's all still physical handmade objects that are tactile and exist under real light and are being manipulated by an animator's hand one frame at a time. What uh, has improved with uh, technology since the days of Gumby and uh, is, is really just the image capturing technology. You know, in the old days, uh, all of stop motion was shot on film. Uh, and this is even as recent as uh, a movie like Nightmare Before Christmas, which I guess was still about 25 years ago. Um, but you'd be shooting on film. You wouldn't necessarily be able to see what you were animating in real time. Best case scenario, you might have a video tap inside the film camera that would allow you to play back two or three frames that you had posed previously. But now with digital technology and DSLR cameras and uh, software such as DragonFrame, which is the name of the kind of industry standard stop motion software, it enables you to see what you're doing and play it back in real time, which while the 
technique is the same, the ability to be able to review it uh, and make adjustments on the fly as you go has certainly made things not necessarily easier, but a little more straightforward. And it's been able to speed up the process a little bit. The other thing that has helped uh, stop motion as an art form is the ability to do digital visual effects like uh you know with stop motion what i say is you're always fighting gravity you know if you want to have a character jump that means that you have to physically suspend the puppet or the clay creature whatever it is with a wire or a piece of fishing line or a rod and in the old days prior to visual effects you would have to find clever ways to hide that support whereas now you can kind of hold a puppet up with anything really and then in post-production go in digitally and erase those uh, those supports or those rigs so that certainly helped a lot in terms of uh, what we can see stop-motion puppets do and the tools that we use to uh, animate them doing certain activities, if that makes sense. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I guess something I didn't want to go back to Slam City for a minute before I completely get this out of my mind and forget about it. Um, you know, I guess uh, I thought it was really neat. I ended up uh, knowing some of the, like, not knowing, but had interviewed in the past some of the guys that were on the show. Uh, Dave B. Mitchell and Pat Fraley, who's been on the show a lot. Oh yeah, very talented actors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Pat's great. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like we've crossed paths a few times, but he's a he's a very talented voice actor. Absolutely. And I guess uh, you know, wrapping up, I always like to ask everybody what the future holds and what they'd like to promote. I know you have a book coming out, and uh, you know you you could have uh, your own blog or a, a nudie calendar or something. So go ahead and promote, sir. <laughs> uh, heaven forbid a nudie calendar for everyone's sake. Um, I do have, since you asked, a original graphic novel. Uh, coming out uh, in two weeks. It'll be available on uh, Amazon and Comixology on September 14th. It's called The Happiest Place, and it's my first graphic novel, and it's about a washed-up, chain-smoking theme park security guard who becomes embroiled in a web of cartoon corruption uh, at sort of a a Disneyland-esque theme park and it gets even weirder and off the rails from there as he digs deeper into this uh you know sort of the seedy underbelly that uh lurks quite literally between uh beneath the amusement park that he works um and yeah that'll be coming out on september 14th i'm i'm very excited about releasing that and curious to see what uh what people will think of it I love when uh, you can mix an art form of something fun, like a theme park, and then you throw, like, zombies or, you know, a Martian invasion or something that's just not supposed to be there. It just somehow makes yeah, the product definitely. that much more fun for, uh, for you know, for those of us that have kind of kooky minds. It works. It yeah, works totally. great. Yeah. No, I think so, too. It was... Uh... <clears throat> 
you know, one one of the fun things about writing the book was uh, crafting an original theme park from the ground up and kind of keeping stuff like that in mind, thinking about what rides might exist and then finding ways to skew them or twist them slightly in a way that might not ever exist at a a real theme park. Like instead of a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, uh, there's a Roman Pompeii's burning volcano flume uh, in the <laughs> park in my book that, uh, you know, people get in these uh, River Styx-esque boats and go down a stream of lava uh, to meet their demise. So, yeah, definitely fun to take well, you stuff know, like that you, and turn it on its head a little if you bit. find success with this one and decide to make another one, I think a, a theme park with uh, – you know, the rides being ran by Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, Jack the Ripper and, you know, a bunch of, like, famous murderers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Do the, you could do the Donner creepy. Party Main Street Parade. Just, uh, <laughs> people in bare You could go, instead of bobbing snow, for apples. Eating each other. Yeah, instead of bobbing oh, no. for apples, you could uh, <laughs> bob for bodies uh, in uh, Gacy's basement or something. Yeah, that oh, would... <laughs> Somehow I don't see that business plan taking off, but uh, maybe in a maybe in a fictional universe, uh, that's something. Uh, well, not a, a, I'm not, I'm not wanting to get enjoy. backers. I don't want to get backers <laughs> for a project. I'm just saying it would make a good book or a good short short film or something. Of course. But anyways, yeah, no, the, plus Gacy's <laughs> already a clown, right? True. There you go. That works perfect. Yeah. Because clowns are always yeah, the weird. It just goes hand in hand. Well, the weird thing, the weird thing about Gacy is him dressing as a clown is completely ancillary to all the horrible things that he did. So uh, that, was, that was like a side gig that had nothing to do with anything. But uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so very much for for giving me the time, and especially for holding a, a total of nine minutes and five seconds for me to figure out all my flaws and my entertainment. But uh, I really do appreciate it, yeah, sir. It was a great interview, and uh, best yeah, of luck yeah. with uh, with the novel and with more Grand Slams, and it keeps sausaging it up, my man. We'll keep sausaging, sausaging it up. Thanks so much for having me on, and uh, yeah, have a good rest of the show. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. You too. All righty, guys, I do have a new collections of recollections from my dear pal, Clarence Cloverleaf, who opened the show, shore, opened the shore with us. He opened the show with us. He always opens the show. He's been here for seven years. I don't think I'm going to fire him anytime soon. He is a spokesman with the plan. So here we go to collections of recollections for August of 2018. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes, actually less than that. On Cloverleaf this Radio. This is Clarence Cloverleaf, bringing you back down my exotic and always entertaining life in collections of recollections. Back in 1966, I was still in my younger and more vulnerable years. I was a mere 21-year-old man. Had I known what I know now, this story would never have existed. I was walking down the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, California. I had recently relocated to the Sunshine State from England and was trying to get used to life in America. I had befriended a man just a few years older than myself after what seemed only like a few moments. Unrest began to happen, and in a gigantic way. To keep this story short and G-rated, 
I'd become entwined in the Sunset Strip curfew riots. After some throwing of bottles, breaking of windows, and more civil unrest, the night ended with myself and Peter Fonda, my friend I mentioned earlier, handcuffed and in the back of a cruiser. In the end, Pandora's box was demolished in 1967, yet the Whiskey A Go Go is still one of the most known clubs in the world. And both were involved in those insane and harmful riots. This has been Collections of Recollections. It's been a pleasure telling you my stories. Good day to you! Well, Clarence, Clarence got a little dark with that one. I did not expect that. Wow. Riots? Clarence is getting crazy in his older age. He's bringing out stories that I've never even heard. He's getting himself wrapped up in riots with Peter Fonda. This is ridiculous. Well, I'm getting yelled at by the crazy pre-recorded computer-simulated British lady that runs Block Talk Radio telling me I'm running out of time. Big thanks again to Harry Chaskin and, of course, all of you for joining us and listening, as always. I'm going to end with uh, about a minute clip from a few years back when I interviewed the legendary musician Alan Parsons. This is him discussing working with the Beatles at the legendary Abbey Road Studios in England. We will be back on the 30th with the one and only rap artist, internet celebrity, Latani Miles, a.k.a. T-Baby, the, the voice behind It's So Cold in the D. Nine million views on YouTube. Music heard on Beavis and Butthead. Even performed by Usher and New Kids on the Block in concert appearances. September 8th is Victory Born Cosplay. And September 14th, The Glow Radio Reunion Part 4 with MTV. Gremlina and Roxy Astor returning to the show. Discussing many things, including The Glow Cruise and The Glow Netflix show, with, which uh, a lot of The Glow Girls, the original Glow Girls, I should say, don't like, and then, uh, I kind of agree with them. It's, it's a whole different thing. We're going to go into that soon, but here we end with Alan Parsons, and we will see you guys on the 30th. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. You know, in my reading, I remember in 1967, when you were just 18 years old, you went to work as an assistant engineer at Abbey Road Studios, where you earned your first credit on the LP Abbey Road by, of course, the Beatles. Uh, what do you remember of working with the Beatles on this and other projects? Well, well, of course, it was uh, an amazing period, and I think it was a little later. It was more more like '69, and uh, the, the the first experience was the Let It Be album. As some people uh, fail to remember, the uh, the, la- the last two al- uh, Beatles albums were released in reverse order. So uh, I, uh, the, the first album I worked on, Let It Be, and then I also worked on. Abbey Road, but uh, the, the first to be released was Abbey Road, and then Let It Be Followed. But it, it was an amazing time. I mean, you know, hey, how, how bad can it be working with, uh, you know, arguably the, the greatest rock pop band of all time? I mean, it was amazing. And I'm getting paid for it. Not a lot, but getting paid for it. <laughs> if you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction... Ah. Visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well-qualified buyers can get 0.9% APR on the 2018 Honda Pilot, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. You've just entered car buying bliss. Visit your Central Illinois Honda dealers today. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded matures from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information.
If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, Yahoo! and satisfaction, visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2018 Honda Accord, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Yahoo! You've just entered car buying bliss. Visit your Central Illinois Honda dealers today. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded matures from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information.